Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. What's up? Getting embarrassed by 35 points. Getting boat raced. <sighs> it was, and and oh, listen, we'll just get right into it. Fuck it. Like sponsors are down here. Yeah, Find you guys, water, you guys see that. Entry. Go. Yeah, follow whatever. Go Figure follow. It out. Buy with. Yeah. Go buy all their shit. Fuck buy around it. and yeah, fuck um, around and find out. That's and all. Rich. That's our opening. Fuck yeah. around and find out. Yeah, there you go. Stick around, fuck around, and find out. I like that. That that I wish we had episode titles because that would be it. Yeah, <laughs> stick around, fuck around, find out. I think we might just found our our our, uh, our catchphrase. I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, you have the ultimate right. Like games one and two, we talked about that last week. Yeah. To me, you burn those tapes. They don't mean anything. You didn't really learn anything from playing without your best player. No. Other than the fact that you realize how important that player is. Yeah. Jokic gets the MVP. Whatever. We know the narrative. We, get we, it. We, we know that. We've been down that road before. They come back and they come home in games three and four. And we didn't get to talk about that because that happened in yes. between. Right. And we were hoping coming into this episode that we'd be riding the high and, yeah. and you know, looking at looking at them coming home. Being able to close out the series, games three and four. Rich, talk to me about that before we get into the 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 stupidity of what was last night. Well, you 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 fucked around and you found out that Embiid is the most valuable player in the league, regardless of what kind of hardware that he gets. Um, and you saw the difference that he makes 
just being on the court. I mean, the team looks monumentally better when Joel Embiid is playing at his all-time high, um, minus last night because we'll, we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you finally had the game where Harden stepped up. You just see the potential that this team has, but why they can't put it together on a, a nightly basis. And then last night was just a disastrous shooting night for everybody. I just I'm, don't. I'm just I'm thoroughly convinced that like you 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 could have given them a million shots. They could have they, they could have been shooting from anywhere with as much space as you could give them, and they still would have shot terribly. Yeah, I, it was such a poor shooting game. To watch. Oh, I I turned it off. I think. You ready for this, Rich? Halfway through the third. I turned it off to watch the Phillies game. As shitty as they're playing, yeah. I turned playoff game five off in the middle of the third quarter because there was no energy. It was that a team both both everything. at that point. There was one point where you know Maxi hits a three and they get it to 15. Yeah. Right. And then two plays after that are consecutive possessions where they turn the ball over on offense that's when it goes down and shoots threes and that that balloon that lead balloons from 15 to 21 yeah after the second turnover and i think tyler hero hit like a a spot up three Mm -hmm. i was like yo i'm out i'm like this team has nothing right now like they didn't even look like they came to play and that's the annoying thing like how do you come out in a crucial game five where you can Literally take the wind out of Miami sails. You can just put put the flame out on the heat. You can just douse douse that fire with ice cold water. But you come out so flat, and you had all the momentum. You had every all the. That's what I don't understand. Like you came out flat when you should be riding that wave of momentum. How do you come out that flat? How does Joel? Your MVP comes out, play and kills it in just his presence alone gives them all the 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 data that they need to be able to say this team cannot stand a chance with us right you saw the 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 funniest thing rich was for me listening to the announcers talk about like oh can't imagine what happened to bam out of bio in game three and four well hello he's playing against paul reed deandre jordan and paul Millsap. No yeah. wonder he was getting – he scored 23 and 24 in games one and two. And then he goes in game three and only gets nine points. How do NBA teams not know how to beat the zone? That's – Like, that boggles my mind. Like, how you being a professional basketball player not know how to beat the 3-2 or the 2-3 zone? Right. It just it like they're like all oh, the zones giving the Sixers problems. I'm like, do they understand that ball movement and then working the ball into the post is how you beat the zone? And when they collapse, there's going to be somebody who's wide open. But then they weren't even looking for Joe in the post for about 12 minutes. I didn't see him touch the ball. I'm like, what the fuck is going on with this team? Like, it's simple basketball. Yeah, they're a lot quicker and faster and stronger, but you still use the same principle to beat the zone. But Miami has like the Sixers have the when they're on the floor when it's their starting lineup. I would argue that if you had to pick the five best players on the court, they have four of them. 
you know, like you, yeah. like, and, and I can't fathom how you get to a point where you do last night where you play so well in games three and four and then almost treat last night like it's a preseason game. Yeah, it's like, all right, we're going to give them this game in Miami so we can come back to Philly and whoop them, and then we still have to come back to Miami. So what's the point of just going – what up, Mike? How are you, buddy? Mike. What is the point of coming out so flat? Chris, Adam, what's up, dudes? What is the point of coming out so flat? Like, Like, Harden looked awful and lost. Danny Green was hitting some spot-up threes. Tobias was just putrid. Like, just what was going on? Murder in the backboard. Like, I just, I can't. Yeah, that backboard took a beating last night. That backboard was just beat up. And I was hoping, I'm like, you suck my English. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that like, is I, listen, yeah, true. Honest, I don't even know if they spent enough time. There. There. It might have been better if they spent more time there. Like, Jesus. It just doesn't make sense. Like, that's the whole thing I was watching last night. Like, I was hoping, all right, going into halftime, uh, Max hits the shot. Okay, we're down. What was it? We were down 12, I think. Mm-hmm. We are down 12. I'm like, all right, here, here's time for a comeback. We're going to chip away. And then the first thing is Sixers haven't scored in, like, five minutes going into the third. And I'm like, well, that's it. That's that's going to be a loss. Like, mm-hmm. you're, you can't go in the playoffs five minutes without scoring. Yeah. And it seemed like every time that we were – oh, and it's like, oh, Sixers run a 5-0 run. That 5-0 run turned into a 17-5 run. And it's just it's like, like, damn it. They have, oh, it's, it's so frustrating to look at you know, three and four and then look at last night. You almost want to, like, throw that tape out because – You have to. You have to – and just take this series one game at a time. And Rich, and I hope the Sixers are doing that. Like, and if you look, if you look around at the playoffs, though, there are games like this. Yeah. Right. Like the the there was a game in the Phoenix uh, Phoenix and Dallas series where Dallas can't can't miss. Phoenix was struggling, and they win by twenty five. So, and if you look like, so this was just one that you just chalk it up that. They had seven guys scoring double figures. Yeah. You, your top scorer, I think their top scorer was like, I think like 17 points, 18 points, maybe. Yeah. Like, you don't have a guy scoring 20, at, at least 20 points anywhere on your roster. And you get turnovers. They got killed with the turnovers. They oh, yeah. They were turning the ball over left and right. I just, I, it just boggles my mind. Like I just, I just look at it as I'm just so confused by the identity of this team and what they want to be. And then I hate listening to the reports of, oh, Joel came out and he wasn't really talking to anybody during shoot around. He was kind of sitting by himself. Maybe he's upset he didn't win the MVP. Like, dude, who gives a fuck? Everybody knows you're the MVP. Yeah. If you're really sulking because you didn't win a hardware or a, or a trophy, when your team is still in the playoffs, Jokic's yeah. team is not in the playoffs. They're home. He's he's in Serbia right now. Joe, get your head out of your ass. Put up a 40 burger and remind them, like, this is the difference between me and somebody else. If you doubt me, I will do better. What's up, Joe? If you doubt me, I'll do better. If you cast me aside, I will come back stronger. There's no sulking in the corner saying, oh, boo-hoo, I didn't win an award. It's like, no, I'm going to go out the next night and I'm going to step on your throat. And I'm going to show you why I'm the MVP. 
That's what you have to do. If Joe really was sulking because he didn't win the hardware, and then the first question they ask him in the post in the in the post game is, "Oh, well, the game," and then, oh, "What about the trophy?" And he goes, "Well, you know, if they write their own narrative, it's like, dude, fuck them. Don't even give that the time, yeah. dude. Just be like, no, I'm not here to talk about that. I'm not worried about it. We need to focus on the next game. That's right. the answer you get. Stop playing into the media's hands that nobody likes us and we don't care because everybody gets in their feelings. And guess what? You do care because you care enough to comment about it. Stop worrying about stupid accolades when you have the chance to win an NBA title. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think the the idea that, like, to me, I, I like, I don't know if the that 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 when he gets hit in the face with the ball, yeah, that sucks. I I thought that might have been the catalyst. That would have like sparked everybody to everybody look around and go, this dude is over here. Nobody's talking about his thumb anymore, right? He yeah. still got the 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 fucked up thumb with yeah. the ligaments and shit, and a broken Nobody's face. Talking about that anymore because his face is all busted up and broken, and then he gets hit in the face with the ball. Like you would think at that point, like look around and go, what are we doing here? No, and that shows you a lot about what these other guys are made of. It's yeah. you got your leader out here playing injured with a broken face and a, a torn ligament in his thumb, and no one wants to like step up and be that guy. Right. Like, come on. Like, if if this team is going to be full of a bunch of bitches and a bunch of fucking babies who can't carry their load, then fucking leave. Yeah. Go somewhere else. Yeah. And I, like, the, the, like, I, I think yeah, that's exactly what he needs like, to do. Like, like channeling his emotion, like, and, and filtering all of that shit into proving why you're the best player, right? Step and now on all, next. all you have to do is go in and win the next game. That's right? it. You come Shoot in, everybody and, home, and then and then it's a, and then it's one game, and it's winner take all. And I think maybe that obviously we all know game five doesn't nearly carry the same weight as game seven. No, and I think. If it's a game seven and I have the four best players on the floor, I mean, four out of the five. Yeah. I, I think, you know, Jimmy Butler is going to get his. I think he did a really great job at distributing the ball, right? Yeah. He got he put the ball anywhere he wanted to. Um, I just. Yeah, I, I just. I, I, I don't like for me, Rich, I don't think he that that was the reason why. It, it could just be an off night, right? It could just be a time where you're just like, I, like as big as that game was, I just can't get into it. Yeah. And, and all of us that I've sitting here, you know, I know, you know, like. I agree with you, Mike. Right. Like we, we've all had those experiences where like, even if it's like the biggest game you got. And then like you get there and you're trying to get into it and you're like, you just feel like that, like, just like that slog. Yeah, I just I don't know. I think the team around him needs to look around and go, this dude is pushing everything he has into the middle of the table. He's not leaving any ch- like like he and he's even said as much right saying, you know, that, that he's pushing. It's really just about pain tolerance at this point. Yeah. Right. Like it, it's not going to heal. It's not going to get better. His face looks like he went 12 rounds with Muhammad Ali. Yeah. And, you know, it's really just about 
you know, that pain threshold, right? I think him getting hit in the face with the ball was a shock, but like that shit's got to hurt so bad. Oh God. Can you imagine? Like I can't imagine, right? Rich, the, just having the orbital fracture at all. Right. And then wearing the mask. And then I like, let's be honest, Rich, we've all been on the schoolyard where like someone's point blank throwing a ball at your face. Shit hurts. Right? That doesn't, that doesn't tickle when you don't have an orbital fracture. No. So no. I, I think this, this is going to be on these guys to be able to say, we got to step our game up and carry him. I need a I need a solid twenty five to buy his game. Yeah, no, for game six, I need to see that dude come back and rally and do what you're getting paid to do. And I need to see Harden do something. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, that's the problem. Like nobody's yeah, no one's stepping up. Like Maxi's been ice cold to open games. Like how like the past what three games he's been like over five to open games. It's like dude, settle down. Do what you do best. And figure it the fuck out. And like, and the craziest thing is that he's fast enough to get anywhere on the floor. Yeah. There's no, like, there's not a guy that's going to defend with him and be able to, like, all he needs is that one window to be able to step in and take the ball there. And here's the other thing, Rich, that I thought about while I'm watching the game last night. There were so many times where they would drive the ball in the middle of the lane and then kick it out. When, and the other thing that really pissed me off, right, are – and tell me if you if you, if you can think about what I'm talking about. Right? When, when Embiid is trying to establish his presence in the post. Yes. Why is it the volleyball lob 15 fucking feet in the air? Oh, I don't understand that. And then, and then like, Embiid last night has to jump into the stands to try to save the ball – on one of these bullshit passes. Oh yeah, because they're okay. fucking terrible. So keys for game five. Key, keys for game six. What oh, what I think yeah. the keys are. Um, our role players stepping up. Um, Joel Embiid bringing his A game, not his D game, like he brought last mm-hmm. night. Doc getting better with the rotations because uh, we still need that. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, that's the problem. You have a bunch of bunch of guys who never won anything right. on the same team trying to figure it out. It's, it's going to be it's going to be tough. You need those veterans, and that's why I thought it was going to be crucial at the buyout getting one of those guys. Um, but we we didn't, so it it is what it is. Our bench is going to suffer, but we need Doc to get better with the rotations and slowing down those yeah. runs. And we honestly just need to play our game. Feed Joe. Feed Joe. Yeah, like every, everything has to run through Embiid, right? Yeah. Feed it in the block, let him facilitate from the block. Even if he, like, because when you see when he gets the ball, whether it's in the high or low post, it's two, three guys running at him. Yeah. Right. So as soon as he catches the ball, you know those pop passes mm-hmm. where they, uh, like, he doesn't, he barely even touches the ball, right? They throw it in and he's tapping it all the way out. Yeah, I love where we're at with getting him the ball. I just don't like how the ball is getting there. And he also needs to make better. He needs to take better shots. Like too many, too much with the the fadeaway, too much with the bullshit. Don't be afraid to go up strong. I mean, if you are afraid, I get it. You have a broken face. But at the same time, if you're going to play scared, 
then what's the point of playing at all? Because yes, yes 12 points from Joel Embiid is great, right. but it's not the 25 to 30 that you need. Right. It's fun. Well, yeah, he's, I don't understand. I don't get it. I just hope this is, if we don't win, I hope this is Doc's last year because I just can't do it anymore. It's just, it's getting very tough to play for a guy or to watch this team play for him. And they're constantly not putting themselves in the position or he's just doing dumb shit. Yeah, like no, he's the reason why, and I'm going to hold this on. He's the reason why Joel has a broken face. He's the reason why keeping him for keeping him in at that three minute mark when you're winning by 30. That's fucking stupid. There's just too much stupidity to go around with this organization. And it's just annoying. And I want to tell you, my cousin sent me something that was funny and it was a, uh, it was a picture of JFK with uh, white hair, and it said, JFK, if Matisse Thibel was the shooter. I was dying. I'm like, all right, that's pretty funny. And then, oh, God, wow. Of course, I picked a scab on the side oh, of my face. God. That's like, oh, my God. That's funny. And here's another guy who essentially evaporated. Like, Thibel just, like, yeah, I, I, I think that, I think the whole vaccine, him not being – able to play in the road games in Toronto. I think that really fucked with him. Tim all year though. He's he's had fucking three years to develop no, a job. Saying, like, the the idea like and let, let's be honest, Rich, like remember the time where they're originally trying to trade for Harden. Yeah. Right? Imagine if Houston makes that deal. Oh yeah. And gets get get Maxi. Maxi and Thibel. Yeah. I mean at the time I'm, I just don't want to give up uh Maxi, but at the same time well and I got a Bible, I Bible is a piece that I'm willing to move uh, with Tobias if we can get somebody else because I don't see Thibel. I see the promise that the kid has, but I don't see him better being better than the sixth or seventh man coming off for defensive purposes only because he really his jump shot looks broken again. He looked like he was figuring it out, but I don't know what the hell's going on with. Rich is he is he like your 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 slightly better defensive version of like TLC. Yeah, pretty much. Like he he's he's a slight like at least TLC could shoot ish. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, he's like, like and play. that's he's the good. shitty part because I root for this kid because I really. But this is the problem that I have with the Sixers. There's nobody on that team that I hate. And they all have likability. Like I love yeah. Tobias as a person, but I can't stand having him on my team. Mm-hmm. And it's it's becoming the same way with Thibel. I love who Thibel is as a person and what he represents and all the good that he does. But I can't stand watching him play basketball now. It's like it, it's, it's just it's getting hard. worse because it's he's missing wide open threes. He has two great defensive plays, but then three quick fouls. And then he does some stupid shit. And it's just like, Thibel, you can't keep you can't keep regressing back to what you were. You right. need to take like I'm waiting for this kid just to take a monumental step forward to be like maybe a 12 to 15 point score a season, like shoot 38% from three. And we're not getting that. We're no. just getting the two points or maybe 33 minutes with no points. Two steals, I'm like, dude, to me, that's not beneficial for the team moving forward. So if some other team sees promise, 
Yeah. And listen, like to speak to Joe's point, right? Like with him being afraid, like you're a professional like, basketball player. Do not be afraid. It's like, like hot potato though. playing a fucking game for a living. If, if you watch him on the offensive end, he doesn't want the ball at all. As soon as he gets the ball, he's literally looking to move it to another guy. Like he almost doesn't want the ball. It's the guy who like is on offense who is like trying to hide on offense by like literally just running around and being busy. I hate but, hearing that. I hate hearing that. But I mean, I know it's true, but I'm just saying I hate hearing it because it's just, I don't, Oh my God. Every time I, I never played sports at a high level, but every time I played sports, I wanted the ball in my hands, even if I wasn't the best player out there because I wanted, I I felt always felt like I had something to prove. And Rich, the more and more these get like the, the and and this is true about anything, right? The the further along you get in that postseason, the more and more those mistakes become highlighted, right? Yeah. So when when you're seeing him game after game after game, right, in a season, right, that four game stretch might happen over the course of like nine days. Yeah. But now we're literally seeing it every other night. And he's getting beat by the same guys, and he's missing the same shots. And PJ Tucker's living in his fucking head. Like, come on, dude. Oh, God. It's PJ fucking Tucker. Like, you can't take this dude seriously. I would be the worst in the NBA because I would, <laughs> I would try to be a three and D guy, but then I'd always be the guy. I would be like PJ Tucker. I would, I would just be him or like Pat Bev. I would just be an instigator, and I would immediately hate PJ Tucker. So if he touched one of my players, we would be fighting. Like it would just be that because that's who how I was when I when I played basketball with my friends and in the bullshit leagues I did. I was a fucking instigator. So I would be the same way. Like I guarantee I would fight him. I'd fight Crowder. I'd fight the Moore's brothers, and I'd probably punch Jokic. Those are the guys. They're the four guys who I'd probably fight if I was in the NBA at around six three or taller. So how about like the, how about the block? that Embiid has on Marquise Morris where he literally like, like volleyball swats the ball in his face. Oh yeah. In like game four. And listen, Marquise Morris has been an afterthought in this series, right? He's oh. not like, he's only, he only played that one little stretch. I forget um, that he, I, I always forget that he's still in the league. I, I Because I know his brother got hurt from, when jo- yeah, that's the same one, right? He's the one who got shoved by Jokic. Yes. yes. Yeah. So that's why, because he came back. See, a whiplash. No, it's because you're a bitch. Like, <laughs> he's he, they like the Moore's brothers act like they're like the toughest fucking dudes, but then you got like the real tough dudes, like fucking Demar Derozan, who's from Compton, like yeah, who doesn't fucking do shit and is like, yo, I'm gonna fuck you up if you you mess with me. These dudes just run their. It's basketball. Like nobody yes. fights. Everybody just. Well, yells at each other and they push. Rich, like, come on. It's what it's it's in. We, we've developed a term in school for situations like that. What is it? They're called "hold me back." <laughs> it's a hold me back fight. It is a hold me back. It's right? like it's, I, it's, I, I'm, I'm going to kill I'm you. I'm going to talk a bunch of stuff. I'm going to I'm going to be chirping for my friend. I'm going to wait for my friends to be chirping in my ear, and I'm going to say a bunch of stuff, and then I'm going to act like I want to fight. And then I want all my friends to hold, hold me back. No, no. And they're trying yeah. to fight through. And they're, 
And then two minutes later, they're standing right next to each other and nothing happens. Correct. Like, yes, you're tough. So, Mike, I'm not upset. Sorry, I'm just going off of Mike's point. I'm not upset. Like, it doesn't bother me at all. Like, is it painful watching it? I, Jimmy Butler's an afterthought. Like, I really don't care. Can I, Rich, can I, give, you, can I give you a hypothetical? Sure. A couple years ago. Yeah. They keep Jimmy Butler okay. and they move on from Tobias Harris. Okay. How does it play out? Hmm. How does it play out? Because Jimmy, Jimmy, Joe, and Ben. We wouldn't get the deal done for Harden. We probably would be with – it would just be Joe and Jimmy. And I'm not sure what the other moves they made, so I'll I'll keep everybody still on the roster except Tobias. So that would give us Seth back, and that would give us Drummond back. And we would probably lose the series – if we had to play Miami, well, uh, I don't think they. If, too if many that, scenarios, but I don't think they win. If that team played last year, do you think Jimmy Butler lets that team lose to Atlanta in a Game Seven at home? I don't think it moves the needle. To be honest with you, no, no. I honestly, I don't think it moves the needle because are right, you take it Tobias away? Tobias is whatever an afterthought. Ben would still do what Ben does. And do you think Ben, do you think the situation with Ben would have turned out differently? No, I don't think so. Unless they won, but then we keep Ben and then Ben just does what Ben does, which really doesn't help out anybody. I mean, it's like one of those ripple effects that I like, I'm trying to think like, does Jimmy make a difference? Yes. I think he is. Does he get Ben's Does he? But I see, but then I think that pushes Ben away more because Ben needed the coddling and not that whole the push. So I think it would cause a further rift. And honestly, I don't think Jimmy is Jimmy's not suited to play with Joel. Everybody wants to say uh, Jimmy wanted the fifth year, but I don't think Jimmy couldn't be the man here. And I think things would have turned out worse with him playing with Joel. Because if he really wanted to stay, he would take that four-year. But there was a reason why he didn't want to stay. Because the four-year max, and then you could have been eligible for a super max if he stayed. Yeah, I mean, I could see something else happening. But I think he just wanted to be the man. I really do. I think he wanted to be like, okay, I want to lead the team. And you have a bigger presence in Joel Embiid, who I think is three times better than what Jimmy Butler is. And that's what—that's how you have it. I just don't see it playing out differently, honestly. I think it would actually be worse and a lot more drama because I feel like that's what follows Jimmy. Okay. I mean, listen, he, he got exactly what he wanted in Miami. Yeah. Where he's, he's the man. He's the guy that they're building. He's the guy that they build all of their, their offense around. And, you know, I, I, I'm not going to hate him. I can't, I can't. I I loved his play when he was here. Yeah. I'm just curious, I like it. It, made it just me doesn't bother me that he's not here because I just don't see it. Yeah, that, like, listen, I, I I was I was totally okay when when they when that happened at the time. I was okay when they moved on because of looking at what could have been the long term dynamic 
Yeah. And he was never going to play with Brett Brown. They no. they weren't ready to get rid of Brett Brown. Now that happened eight months later. Yeah. But I he's a guy that I he's a guy that I, I enjoy watching. Yeah, I did, it just doesn't bother me that he's he's playing well. It's just I, mean, I expect the other, the other what I expect. Was, I just don't think it moves the needle. I I just my problem is I I just wish I had a time machine to go back in time and then not to offer Tobias that contract. Cause that is, I think, I think that's what the killer is. And I think that's going to be the killer moving. You're wasting two more years of Joel's prime for Tobias's contract, unless maybe you yeah, can throw it. in Thibel and Tobias to a team and just get rid of them. I think, I think that might be, that might be the move in the off season. Yeah. It, it wouldn't surprise me if something went down like that. I wouldn't be surprised if you see a Thibel and a Tobias and well, you'd have to re-sign Tobias because I think he's only on a one-year deal. So it would have to be a sign and trade. I think he used like one year, like 2.5 million or some shit. So you'd have to sign him and then trade those two, probably a, a first round pick and maybe another asset to get another star so we're kind of just doing swapping contracts. Maybe that stars on their last year of their deal because I think Tobias has two years left. Could be. So you could do something like that, maybe. I mean, depending on what they want to do. But I just, I just see it virtually impossible. We're just stuck with Tobias and wasting two years, and then the talent pool. What do you, what are you going to have, and what, what's it look like in two years with some of these young guys? So it, it could be beneficial, but at the same time. I want to see Joe win a ring and it, the clock's not on his side. No. So I think like for me, like I'm, I'm in, I'm in a similar boat. Like to me, everything has got to be centered around what do you got to do to get and be in a position to be the best team in the East. If that's build a bench, like I'm looking at the guys, you know, in, in some of the series that are still going on, the guys that are coming off the bench in Milwaukee Boston, oh, yeah. Their benches are ridiculous. They're just it, it's just scorer after scorer after and those guys come in in those spurts and they give them exactly what you need off the bench. Ten like eight, ten, twelve points, which is exactly what you need out of that bench production. Marcus Smart was a guy I liked in the offseason who I would have really enjoyed to have here just for his defensive prowess and his scrappiness. I thought that he would fit in really well with this team. It just sucks that we don't have that. And yeah. our bench is just putrid behind. Like there's really nobody to come off of it. No. And, and I think what, what you see in the playoffs, right? The more and more that we see it every night, right? That stuff just, it just amplifies more and more. So like, I don't understand the whole point of re-signing Cork Moss that we did last year. Like, I didn't understand resigning that because you knew what he was and he's useless in playoff time. I felt like our so whole bench just is, lazy. Like, that was a lazy move. Yeah, I mean, it's just go out there and sign some veterans who might be able to contribute. Like, it just makes – it just pisses me off. Like, I don't care if the kid's 23. You know what he is. He can't handle the rock. He's streaky at best if you want to call him streaky. I just call him lucky because um, sometimes he hits the net. It just makes – there's just a lot of moves that just don't make sense. Like it's like surround. Okay. You built your team around Joe and then you're forced to fucking pay Tobias this ridiculous amount of money. 
and then Ben holds you hostage because you you gave him this deal. And then you're like, oh shit, we don't have anything else to go around because you thought these three were going to be good enough to carry your team, which all of us knew they weren't. Like, did we really think that's a big three? Like that, that was a big one and three A and three B. Right. Yeah. That's what doesn't make sense. And it's like, I don't want you to build a dream team because some of these teams are, you just are lucky with young talent and you have guys who play a certain role. Yeah. I mean, look at like, like Boston, Boston, everything that Boston did is all internal. Yeah. Right. All, all like young athletic guys who play well together. Right. Like they, they take Tatum. They take Jalen Brown when no one when no one realized Jalen Brown was what he was going to be. They take Marcus Smart. They they built a lot of a lot of Boston's success was built internally. Yeah, it's all drafting. It's amazing when you get you swindle teams for these top picks, and you take Tatum, and we take faults. Which is fucking stupid because Fultz was, oh my God, that shit pisses me off. Like we knew that the Celtics weren't going to take him. Then we move up. We should have been like, okay, if we know the Celtics aren't taking Marquise or yeah, Markel Fultz and they're looking at Tatum, then fucking take Tatum. Right. Imagine Tatum and Joel on the same fucking uh, team. That's ridiculous. Right. Rich, you would have what you have in Phoenix. Yeah. Right. You would have Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton and James, and you would have, but instead you would have Tatum and you would have Embiid and then you have Harden. Right. You would have that, that same matchup. That same. That's so scary because you have three guys on the floor who can drop 35 plus anytime. Yep. And, and then, now we're stuck with a guy who can drop 30 at any time. And then like another guy, maybe 20. And then if Tobias shows up 17. And and the pick that they're going to regret moving from. Bridges. Well, that was just dumb to begin with. Yeah. I mean, like, but you, like you're talking about a guy who has not missed an NBA game in his career so far. And who is. Uber and first a guy who's allergic to peanuts. Who's not even in the league. Don, I don't even want to go on with the next Philly sports team. I just figure, you know, we could take like two minutes and do our final thoughts. Well, listen, Rich, before before we do go, your thing. before we go, we have a little bit of a dueling thing going on with one of our belly up podcast friends. Oh, what the fuck happened? We have the the, the TSS fantasy podcast. Which okay. is based out of Miami. Oh, very nice. And we've had some a, a little bit of uh, beefing going on on Twitter. Tell them the fuck off. Right. So they uh, they they have offered uh, that if Miami ends up losing this series, Ooh. they are going to be on the next episode eating a cheesesteak as retribution. Okay. I like that. So uh, what do we have to do? Nothing because we weren't supposed to do anything. Okay. They just said they were like, the tweet was they have no shot. Let's be real. This is exactly how an NBA series should go. I think we're going to play like game four. If Miami loses, 
I'll make a cheese. I'll make a cheesesteak and eat it on air, on your show. Okay. All right. All right. Well, yeah, yeah. Sound like nice guys. I'll send you the link. Yeah, send me the link to that because I'm going to say challenge accepted, and I'm glad that I don't have to eat anything funky because I would have done it for us, Tom. I wouldn't have put that on you. I would have done it. We would. What, what would we? What? 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 Miami food would? What? South I know they got. I know they got Cubans, but I love a good Cuban. So. Yeah. Like I, I don't really know if there's a shitty Miami food that I would not enjoy. Don't don't go digging because someone's gonna find it, and I'm not eating some weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat a Cuban, but I will not. And but it has to be a real Cuban because I ordered a Cuban from the place around the corner, and it was fucking terrible. It wasn't a real Cuban. They <laughs> used was, like thin sliced ham, and it, it was, was more awful. like it wasn't like a Cuban. It was more like a uh, South South Havana. <laughs> it, was like a, it was like a Summerdale Cuban. And I'm like, that's why we don't have any Cubans in Summerdale. <laughs> you get nasty shit like this. Gross. So gross. All right. So, Rich, the other team that's playing right now. Yeah. Here's here's the only thing I'll ask. Go ahead. They've, under, they've, they've, they, they, they've drastically underperformed on offense. The pitching has been inconsistent at best. How long does Girardi last? Does he last the season? How long does he last? I mean, there's no – besides loading, which never works, besides loading up on free agent talent, which it really doesn't work unless you're the Dodgers because they just get the best of the best and the Yankees because they just get the best of the best because they just pay that much more. But they also have these things called farm systems. I, as much as I want to blame Girardi, I really don't because I've for I've I looked in my crystal ball that I look in every day, and I just see the Phillies organization, and then I just see it on fire, and I'm like, yeah, that's what the Phillies are. Like the Phillies are not. You can spend all the money in the world, but you can't fix the organization from the top up by doing the same shit. They're not a well-run organization. They're not a championship run organization. Yes. You have won in 2008 because it was the success of three generational Phillies and Ryan Howard, Chase Utley and Jimmy Rollins guys who were just gamers. Now you're trying to force it all with Bryce Harper, Castiano, Schwarber, JT Romuto, and a bunch of other guys. It doesn't work like that. Agreed. And you have no farm system. So if any of these guys get hurt, you're calling up Michael or Matthew Veerling, or you're calling up some some lefty I've never heard of to throw game two of the doubleheader who gotcha. looks goofy as shit. Yeah. Like, they're not a good team. They're not a good team. They're not a good organization. The Phillies don't excite me. They made all these signings. I don't think I made a peep about, oh, I'm really happy about this. Because it doesn't change the fact they're not good. It just doesn't change the fact they're not good. I agree. They're just not good. They're not good on any on on, on every. You signed level. a bunch of big names to play and for a, a terrible organization with subpar pitching talent out of the top besides the top two guys in your rotation. That's it. Yeah. No, like, I'm with you. How how can you win games when you're starting pitching besides Wheeler and Nola? Are absolute dog shit. But then, how can you win games when you signed a bunch of guys who strike out a fucking ton? And Aaron Nola is pitching well into the seventh, and 
he only lets up one run and they lose one nothing. Or you get no hit by the garbage Mets, even though the Mets aren't garbage. But you got hit by you got no hit by probably one of the worst Mets starting pitchers in that right. rotation. And then you give up the so you give up the 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 lead in the ninth, and you have the monumental collapse where you give up the seven runs to lose that game. Does anything all right to me? Does anything scream contender with that team to you? Oh God, no, nothing. no. There's nothing. No, there's no, there's nothing about this. Uh, there's nothing that excites me about the Phillies. So, Rich, do you know what that means? That means during the middle of the summer, we're going to have some really just fun off sports topics to talk oh, about. I'm excited. I got so much stuff I want to talk about that's not sports. So it's gonna be there great. we go. Rich, on that note, final thoughts. Oh, final thoughts. Man. Give me one thing you're looking forward to over the summer. What am I looking forward to over the summer? I'm just looking forward to having my pool open, having the friends friends over. Don, you got to bring the kids over, go swimming. We'll barbecue it up, dude. I'm all excited, man. I mean, that's my favorite thing about summer. I don't have to leave my house, so I have the big-ass pool in the back. Nice. That's It'll just be fun getting Ollie out there, going swimming, barbecuing. I, like, the nights get longer, but you get that, like, 7.30, 8 o'clock. It's still warm out. Like, my honestly, what I'm really looking forward to, which might sound – terrible and people are gonna be like this dude's a psychopath waking up and going to work the sun rising but it being like 65 70 degrees mm-hmm. putting on some music rolling the windows down and just daydreaming on the way i love that like i love that temperature and and then it gets like super fucking hot and i'm like i hate life but that that cruising in the morning to work like it's a beautiful day vibe. Like there's nothing like it. It just, it just immediately makes you happy. That's what I'm looking forward to. Just don't, the forget, don't forget to lock your doors and don't forget to lock your doors. Yes. No, I mean, like for me, like I'm looking at, like, I love the, we, we haven't been able to get our, like, I'm, I'm just excited about the summer growth. Like we have a bunch of stuff that we're going to grow. Nice. A lot, a lot of tomato. We got some, Tomatoes, peppers, corn, lettuce, nice. all sorts of cool stuff. So we're growing a salad. Um, I like it. You know, we didn't really get a whole lot of production last year for whatever reason. So I'm excited about, you know, having that. And then, you know, we've got some uh, the, the the late nights at the pool, just kind of hanging out, just stepping away from the house, kind of just relaxing a little bit. So oh, yeah, um, dude. really looking forward to kind of stepping away and just enjoying the time at home, the time with the family, and then, uh, you know, just make it, uh, just, just relax, just get that time with yourself. So. Amen, brother. Amen. All right. Well, Philly. Sorry for being negative. It's not our fault, but not negative, Rich. you fuck around, you we fucked around it. and you found out. There you go. You fuck around and you found out. We keep it real. That's all we got. Honestly, that's, that's really all we got. So, our balls and our word. <laughs> on that note on that note good night philly good night philly Norman, we need to pause this surgery. What, doctor? Well, we need to hurry to the Xfinity Hello 2023 sale. New Xfinity customers can get fast, reliable internet and add two lines of Xfinity Mobile to get $500 back for a limited time. That's amazing, doc. I know. I don't want to miss this deal. Let's reschedule. Doc. 
Doc? Drop everything. Get to the Xfinity Hello 2023 sale now through January 10th. Go to Xfinity.com slash Hello 2023 to learn more. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Internet required for Xfinity Mobile. Norman, we need to pause this surgery. What, doctor? Well, we need to hurry to the Xfinity Hello 2023 sale. New Xfinity customers can get fast, reliable internet and add two lines of Xfinity Mobile to get $500 back for a limited time. That's amazing, Doc. I know. I don't want to miss this deal. Let's reschedule. Doc? Doc? Drop everything. Get to the Xfinity Hello 2023 sale now through January 10th. Go to Xfinity.com slash Hello 2023 to learn more. Restrictions apply. Xfinity internet required for Xfinity Mobile.